I'm Jason. And I'm Gary. We're the uh, Portland Timbers. We talk a bit about soccer, beer, and pretty much whatever else we want. Pretty much. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, 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 good. Good. What are you drinking? Uh, you know, this is going to sound uh, redundant, but it's tasting an awful lot like an IPA. It's a pallet jack. There you go. Decided I got a lot of pallet jack I got to work through. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think I should buy that much Pallet Jack next time. Eh, it's a good summer beer. It is, but it's taking something special and making it just kind of like, God damn it, all I've got is Pallet Jack. Well, <laughs> yeah, you got a point there. Got a point. Yep. Well, tonight is Sour Beer Night after the Pallet Jack. That's our little pellet cleanser. That'll be interesting. Uh, we got four bad boys sitting right here. We'll be jumping into those shortly. Um, Woo! But uh, what's new with you, man? How's life? Uh, you know, life's life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, hours have been cut back. Oh. Um, what else is going on? Brewing beer, dude. Yeah, but I, I'm probably going to be brewing tomorrow night. Oh. Get the, uh, get the white stout going. Um, it's going to be a different recipe, though, because they stopped making, or at least I was informed they stopped making, the yeast strain that I was using. So, who was that? Why yeast? Uh, yeah, why yeasts? I uh, was using their British Ale Two, I believe it was thirteen thirty five, and where I went to get it didn't have it. Um, from what they were saying, they quit making that strain, and so now I'm trying a totally new strain. So we'll see how that affects the taste of that beer. Ooh, yeah, we got to get a tour out at Why Yeast when things open up. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. We we could probably hit them, Double Mountain, um, a couple other places out there, and just make a day of it. Yep, I think uh, that would be a fun guys trip. Or what we should do is incorporate before then and write off the whole trip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be a good idea. Yeah, that's the way we should do it. Yeah. So uh, on the show today, let's, uh, we forgot to recap on that, but we've got uh, Jake Huddle from Rusty Truck. For the listeners, uh, you might remember that we uh, have been drawing a playing card from a deck called the Oregon Beer Trail, uh, hand-illustrated playing cards by Aaron Trotter. Um, I believe he's a local dude that's uh, illustrating cards. He's got a Portland beer scene or beer trail one, but he's also got this Oregon beer trail. Um, I drew a Rusty Truck and Waltz Brewing. Yep. And what'd you draw, buddy? Uh, I drew the Double Mountain and Pelican. So the goal is uh, basically as soon as we get one of these guys on for an interview, which we have one tonight. Yeah, fantastic. Um, we'll draw a new card, so I'm up for a new card. And you are. <laughs> new contact, so. Making me look bad here. And uh, the other thing, the surprise rule, is that you have to draw a card, too, so you'll have three. Oh, no, my God. <laughs> Stack it on. If you just hold out, you might have a full house. Hey, you know, that's a really good point. <laughs> Um, so yeah, look for that. That'll come up a little bit later. Um, we got any Timbers news? What's going on soccer world? You know, I, I've looked or tried to find stuff and it just doesn't seem like there's much going on out there with the whole COVID-19 piece. So I saw an um, article today about Maria. Really? Yeah. Um, everybody's all worked up in a lather over article out of Argentina saying that he wants to go back to Argentina and play in Argentina to play against River. Um, huh. But 
a few weeks ago, he was saying he wanted to stay here in Portland. So there's this whole kind of back or forth type thing going on. Right. About does he stay? Does he go? What does he want to do? Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that guy. Yeah, well, all I know is you can't trust the media with anything anymore. No, I agree. But uh, again, this is coming out of Argentina and down south. So you got to wonder how much of this is like agent play. Exactly. Um, right. Or, I mean, like what exactly is going on there? So I don't know. We'll see. He's a hell of a good player. Um, yeah. I think underappreciated by a lot of fans for what the work ethic he's got. Yeah, I would think so too. Um he definitely puts the work in on the field, so uh, I, I would almost say he's kind of in that that same class as Chara, except the fans love Chara; they know what he does. Uh, I, th- I think Mori is he's he's kind of on that same same length. I agree, and I hear a lot of stuff about he's out of position or he's doing this wrong or he's doing that wrong. Um, we heard a lot of that stuff with Chara being so physical or being like too pressed high or yeah. Um, but Chara's got a gorgeous smile, a great personality. Um, Maria's a little bit more quiet and stoic, right? Um, and I don't really think his positioning's ever that far off. I think uh, because the back line is so wonky, yep. um, we sometimes just get caught. Sometimes, yeah, we get caught, and he's out of position. So, and, and he's his the position that he's playing is designed to play high so if he's getting caught high that's because we're doing something wrong on the offensive side toots toots cray cray all right well let's pause this we've got four beers we're gonna pour these beers and we'll come back at you with our sour beer review woohoo all right we're back Beers are poured. Four very different. Very different. (laughs) So, uh, beer number one, closest to the handle. This is going to be fantastic. That's sour. (laughs) There's some sourness to that thing. I have a feeling that's not even going to be sour by the time. Yeah, probably not. But by the time we get to the end, that's going to taste normal. So that is uh, Berlick Brewing's Starlighter Dark Gose. It definitely puckers you up. It's a, uh, that's pretty fantastic. can't see because the can's like in holographs. Dark and salty and dry gose uh, with notes of berries, figs, Raisins and baked bread. Yeah, I'll give it that. What do you think of that? Puckery. Puckery? That's all I got. Puckery. Definitely puckers you up. And it lasts. It's not like that pucker that hits you and goes away. There's it just stays with you. Yeah, that's a interesting. Well the next one is a gose as well. Let's see what that is. This is the Gose Roselle. Did you just drink a palate jack in between? Yeah, it's a palate cleanser, baby. Palate cleanser. God damn This one looks like Kool-Aid. Ooh, mother of God. It's not super sour, but it's... uh. <laughs> now, it doesn't taste like Kool-Aid. So this is Cascade Brewing's Gose Roselle. God damn. It's an imperial-aged Gose... Ale with hibiscus, 
It's barrel-aged with Meyer lemons, coriander, and salt. You know what's funny about that one? At least, I, at least on my palate. I taste the oak. Well, I can taste the lemon right smack in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I would not have imagined that in a million years, that you would pick up the sourness of a lemon on a sour beer in the middle of the tasting. You'd think it would be on either the front end or the back end, but that one, it's very distinctively right smack in the middle. Yeah, that's fantastic. I dig that. All right, beer number three. It's also got a very interesting aroma to it. What do you smell? Stinky feet? No, I'm talking about the number two. It's It's got just a, this mm. crisp, clean smell to it when you're bringing it up to your nose. Yeah, versus the barrelic is not at all. <laughs> no. Palate <laughs> cleanse. All right, number three. This is not a gose. This is an ale brewed with plum, and it's a Belgian double style. Um, and it's from our friends that make Deuce Juice. Three oh, Magnets. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Kicker Right in the Icebox. In the Icebox, it's called. Really? <laughs> Please do not eat. Saving for breakfast. It says, what is the hell is that? You know, know, it's, it's funny because you look at it, and it's got a very distinctive almost root beer color to it. Mm. Holy balls. <laughs> I get nothing out of that sour wise. You know, I'm I'm kind of disappointed <laughs> after after being puckered up by the other two. It, it, it was a big letdown on that one. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Well, it's pure Belgian. Like that's a very earthy, a lot of earthy tones in that leather. Yeah, I mean that's that's more back to what normal beer would be. How was that in the belt? Like without in the, the sour sour beer area? What the hell? I don't know, because I'm not really getting a tinge of sour after doing those, and I even cleansed with pallet jack in between. So yeah, all right. And the fourth beer, and then we'll uh, move on with the podcast and sip these bad boys. Get afterthoughts. This is uh, everybody's brewing. Good ad, good ad, good advice. Oh, it's a wise beer. Yeah, get ready. All pretty tame. That was mild compared yeah. to the first two, but it's it's almost got like a... It's got a lot of sweetness in that one. Well, and the whole back end is really salty for me. Really? Yeah. So it's crisp and refreshing, fermented the traditional German way. It's a vice. I'm trying to think. I mean, to me, the, the smell, the back end taste of it... Is more along the lines of a gose to me. Yeah. It's crystal clear, champagne which, bubbles. Which is interesting. But yeah, it's uh it's it's clean. I mean it's definitely clean, but oh well. What's your favorite, dude? God, I don't know. That's tough. Yeah, I don't know either. So that's uh four beers, again Berlick Brewing, Starlighter, Dark Gose. Is okay. <laughs> Cascade Bear Brewings, uh, Gose Roselle, which has got to be my favorite of this lot. Uh, three Magnets in the Icebox. It's an ale brewed with plums, and it's a Belgian Double style. 
Um, and everybody's brewing good advice. Yeah, and, I, I uh, think the first Berlin one we, first one we did was my favorite. Really, the Berlick? Yeah, I think the Berlick is uh, my beer choice for this one. Wow, there you go. So I like the Cascade. You like Berlick? So two Gosses. That's fantastic. Good. Well, all right. Let's. We got these beers over at ABV Main Brew. Yeah. Uh, we were over there at ABV yesterday, or Main Brew yesterday, picking up supplies. Which they're still allowing people to do in person, which is nice. Yeah, go check out Main Brew, man. They're open, um, keeping social distancing inside. But, Jesus, things are buzzing and popping. They had oh, more yeah. people. It was crazy. But they're uh, fully stocked grains, yeast, all that good stuff. Uh, it seems like they run motor in the day, but they get more stock in throughout uh, or the next days. They, um, what do we do? I got uh, my ingredients for my pineapple kolsch. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I can't gonna, wait to taste that. That's going to be a good time. And you picked up some yeast for your batch you brewing. Yeah, my white stout, yeah. The white stout. White stout. So the interesting thing was, uh, and this is why it's kind of nice that they're still doing in person, is went in there and they didn't have the yeast strain that I needed to begin with, because apparently they stopped making it. Then another one of their yeasts that they have, Imperial, which is a really good, good yeast, doesn't have a direct conversion to what I needed. So these guys actually took the time, went back, and it looked at what the yeast strain was, um, looked at looked at the fluctuation, the fluctuation, everything else, the the tasting notes, everything, and then figured out what would be the best White Labs yeast strain to try and get that same kind of flavor profile. So it was it was really good to have them there for that. No, that was massive and. Uh... Again, they were very, very helpful, even in light that they were crazy busy with a lot of customers going in and out, and seemed like some needy customers that needed some extra help. Um, but always, always a pleasant shopping experience at Main Brew. Very definitely. And then uh, we saw the curtain over to ABV was open, but the restaurant and bar are closed. And uh, asked, and they said, "Yeah, you can go pick up bottles out of the coolers there." bring them back and buy them and so certainly that's what we did we picked up cans four cans knowing we were going to do a sour beer profile um so yeah their bottle shop is open as well as the main brew like home brewing supply wine making supply stuff there too so and and it is reduced hours too so remember that if you are going out there in person to, to look on the website to see what those hours are so the good news is it sounds like because it's so busy, uh, everybody's wanting to homebrew now. So it sounds like uh, homebrewing is kind of like sparking back up. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of interesting because we talked about how it was dying off. Um, and now we're kind of seeing a resurgence with the with the stay-at-home order. So. Yeah, totally. And uh, there's others that are open as well. I know uh, Above the Rest has uh, some reduced hours as well. But they're doing phone and email orders only. They prefer that you uh, visit them and uh, do email, not phone. That didn't necessarily work for us. Right. Um, but that said, they're open, and I'm sure Steinbart's as well has reduced hours. They do, and, and Steinbart's um, is actually doing online ordering as well as delivery in, in the Portland area. So if, if you need it delivered to you, they, they can more than likely get that done as well. Oh, that's awesome. 
Awesome, awesome. So, and then we uh, certainly did not want to reward uh, Northern Brewer or any of those guys online nah, hell with no. our business when we got our local <laughs> local buddies uh, trying to stay afloat here. Yeah, so. exactly. Fighting to, to stay open for us for later times. Totally. All right. Well, so we talked a little bit about Aaron Trotter's deck of cards and the Oregon Beer Trail. Um, last week, I believe, I chose Rusty Truck Brew. No, it was actually two or three weeks ago. No, Rust, ago. Rusty Truck was actually last week that you did. Was it? Was Waltz yeah. the two or three weeks? Waltz was two or three weeks ago. Well, yeah, there you so go. So you, uh, you did a quick turnaround on your, your card drive. It was quick pretty impressive. turnaround. Well, Jake reached out for me to me from Rusty Truck after my inquiry uh, text to him and agreed to come on to the show. And so with that... Here is Jake Huddle from Rusty Truck Brewing out in Lincoln City. All right, Jason from the Timbers here, and I am here with Jake from Rusty Truck Brewing, and Gary, my co-host, is here as well. Welcome to the show, Jake. Well, thanks for having me, Jason, Gary. Uh, I'm excited about this. Awesome. Well, so why don't you tell us a little about a little bit about Rusty Truck, where you guys are located, and then uh, introduce yourself to the listeners, kind of your background and uh, how you got started with. All right, so Rusty Truck, uh, we're located in Lincoln City on Highway 101, down in the uh, Taft District. Um, before it was Rusty Truck, it was uh, Roadhouse 101, which was a bar that. Um, the owner, Brian, had bought 15 years ago, and uh, it slowly morphed into uh, a, a brewery in the back around six or seven years ago, and ever since then, he's just been trying to pump out great beers and, you know, use nice organ-grown product and keep trying to you know, supply the uh, organ people with good coastal beer. Sweet. Um, and then you've been with... You've been with Rusty Truck how long, and uh, how'd you how'd you find Rusty Truck? Uh, I've been with Rusty Truck for four months now. Um, their uh, old head brewer had since moved on to uh, some different things. I think he was going down to uh, uh, Eureka to work for Left Coast, and I, I saw the post on Facebook and decided to you know have a stab at it and see if I can get the job and. Uh, my credentials were good enough that, you know, he decided, hey, this guy could probably do some good stuff for us. So that's how Fantastic. I got started with Rusty Truck, yeah. So what were you doing before Rusty Truck? Where were you at? Uh, I was uh, I was over uh, at, in Salem with uh, Ratchet Brewery. It's a, a newer brewery that uh, had started about three years ago, and I was the assistant brewer with them for about two years. Sweet. So we had a uh, John Van Duzer on from Boneyard, Boneyard, the head brewer, uh, last week's episode, and uh, he was talking about uh, young up-and-comers or home brewers looking to make, make a, that first step um, and talking about how sometimes you just got to jump in and rack kegs or mm-hmm. be the guy that cleans and does some of that. Um, how would you jump into, how would you make that transition to assistant brewer over at Ratchet? And then how big of a step was it to jump into a full-time head brewer at Rusty Truck? Uh, just, uh, I just kept trying, putting in applications, putting in applications, um, giving brewers uh, my, my beers that I was home brewing at the time. And uh, 
Dan had tried a few of my beers, and he was just super excited about what I did and uh, hired me on the spot. So I was extremely ecstatic about that. Um, and then, you know, you just you just got to learn the system. Every system's different. Um, the one at Rusty Truck compared to Bratchet is com- completely different. It's it's miles and miles better. I don't want I'm not trying to, you know, poo-poo on their system or anything, but it's like, so much easier to brew on their system compared to the old one. But um, it's just, you know, I just did a lot of reading, um, a lot of research, and that's how I got where I am right now. Um, I do also have a concise brewing technology certificate from Siebel in Chicago as well. So that oh, probably wow. helped helped with a few things here and there. So, but it's stepped just, you know. Up and put, stepped up and put some big coin down for that, huh? Uh yeah, it was it was uh it was a little a little a little bit of a chunk of change, so <laughs> yeah. But it was a it was a fun course, so fantastic. So um you unwrapped a couple different things there. Tell us about the system you're brewing on now. Um how many barrels is it? And then are you guys focused mainly on drought or are you canning, bottling? What are you doing? Um we are it's a twenty barrel system that we have right now. Um and our brewery right now is mainly just a draft system only. Um, we do, we are trying to transition into some packaged bottles and cans as well. We're we're just waiting on some uh, TTB approval for some labels and things like that. You know, it kind of takes a little while with them. So that's been the holdup for a lot of our packaged stuff. How's that going with COVID? So most of these folks that are um, we're drought mainly, um, and Barley mm-hmm. Browns, we talked about on last week's episode, converted over to pushing pallet jack out in the cans where they haven't done that before, but to kind of survive mm-hmm. or at least bring in some revenue. Um, how are you guys doing? Is there anything special that you guys are doing in the brewery being just mainly drought only? Um, we, so it's it's funny you guys called us about this interview. Um, so the, the past three days, uh, we put a thing out on Facebook that we were were giving away beer to the community of Lincoln City. Um, we did a blonde, a lager, and a pale ale. Uh, we just did this because uh, we have, you know, we don't want things to go past the prime. You know, we want to serve the freshest beer. So we've just been giving out free beer pretty much for the past three days. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, so people really love that, and that it uh, that gives me – space in my cooler to try a few different loggers and then you know um it's just just a way to give us some good pr and then let the community know that we are we're here for them if they if they need us and that we always love their support bonus so um homebrewed before it sounds like uh is that right yep uh i actually yep i started when i was 20 i figured you know if they let me buy the ingredients to make beer instead of buying beer, I should just do that. <laughs> so, and, uh, great, great way around the system. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit about your early days, your home brewing days. Um, what did you start in? What, was, what were you brewing in? With Some people are brewing in Mr. Beer Kits when their first couple batches. And, and then talk to us about kind of what your specialty was, what beer that you were most proud of as a home brewer. Um, so I started with just, you know, a regular partial mash kit, um, did that 
I think my first batch was uh, Russian Imperial Stout, I do believe. And oh, wow. It's just ever yeah, I a year I was at that point in my life where I was like, Oh man, I should just make something that's twelve percent, you know. Just, <laughs> that's what I wanted, yeah. But uh with that, uh, and it was just on a normal, you know, I had a gravity-fed system from a, a a drink cooler mash tun that I had built, and then just my little eight-gallon bucket, pretty much for boiling and everything. Um, but my there's two recipes that I had tried to perfect when I was home brewing, and I I think I did pretty well with was a a nice traditional hef, um, and then a red IPA. That was kind of a, like a smash IPA. That was just red X grain and mosaic hops only. And sweet. Yeah, with that, with the red red IPA, I've won two awards. Uh, one was the 2013 uh, Brewers Classic. I got okay. bronze for that, and then the Hearts of Cascadia, I took gold in. And I think that was 2018, the next year. Okay. I think my time, my times might be off. I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You want some you want some hardware. How about that? So Yeah. 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 So so were you a part of a brewer's club, home brewers club? Were you part of a brewer's guild? I mean how how did that work early on? how did you like nope. sample your beers other than family and friends? Uh it was mostly just family and friends. Uh, I wasn't part of any brewers clubs or guilds. Um so I moved out here to Oregon in twenty fifteen from Montana and in Montana, there aren't a lot of uh, competitions. So, like, right when I moved out here, I just started cranking out beer after beer after beer and just entering them into as many of the competitions that I could find. Ooh. So, yeah, I really didn't have any any guidance from any, like, crew members or anything like that. So I was just kind of, you know, lone wolfing it, doing my own thing. Sweet, sweet. Gary, question? Uh, yeah, I'm always interested in in like the backstory of where like the name of the brewery came from. Uh, so for Rusty Truck, well, I guess it's a two part question. Is one, when did the the existing location change from um, what was a Bar 101 to Rusty Truck, and then what was the basis for the Rusty Truck name? So outside of uh, the Roadhouse 101. When Brian had started, he always had a. It was an old school truck that was out front, um, and it was, you know, of course, rusty. <laughs> and uh, I think it was uh, the city had told him that he couldn't park because it was it was covered with like it was on grass, and he said he he, he couldn't park it on grass because it's an eyesore. So they he he fought that for the longest time, and uh, when he decided to open up the brewery. He decided to name it after that truck that was outside of you know the uh, the bar that he had fought so hard to keep there for so long. Yeah, and that's the so, that's the gist that he gave me. So, <laughs> so the question Other is: Is the rusty truck still still there as an icon, or did did he have to move it? Um, it is not the original. Isn't still there, but there still is a rusty truck that is out front of the building. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. And they still drive the truck, if I'm not mistaken, in one of the parades in Lincoln City, right? Uh, we do. So we have um, 
two delivery vehicles, kind of like we serve out of them as well. Um, our big box truck is called Rocky, and it's an old, I think, 58 um, fire engine. And it's got a nice freezer on it and everything, or a, a reefer, <laughs> and we, we use that thing. To, we drive that thing around, so pour beers out of it. And then we also have um, Thirst Rescue, which is a an old Suburban that's got a CB radio on it. We can hook up some kegs in a jockey box and pour out of that as well. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh we actually took that um uh Rocky, the box truck out when we were um doing the, the beer giveaway these last three days and did deliveries with it and we'd uh, actually fill up people's growlers in like in the middle of the road. People uh we'd have uh the guy who was delivering would drive down the road and it would be he was saying it was like the ice cream truck for adults, you know, people would be poking their heads <laughs> out the windows and out the doors. Awesome. Like, oh it's is this really real? Are you guys pouring beers? And he's like, yeah, come on down. You know, we'll fill anything that's got a screw top on it. You know, <laughs> so that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So talk to us so about the beers. With... You guys... oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, talk to us about the beers that you guys are known for. So I'm looking at the general list here um, of beers, and then you've got some seasonal offerings. Um, what is the stuff that you have? What are the beers that you have on tap all the time? Uh, the beers, our mainstays are um, our Road Wrecker IPA. It's more of a malty, more bitter style uh, kind of West Coast IPA. Um, and then we have our Moonlight Ride Blackberry Ale, which is just a, it's kind of a, a blonde base with, um, I think it's like, man, 200, 200 to 300 pounds of blackberry in it. Um, and then our amber as well. That's just a solid West Coast style amber. It's not not overly hoppy, not overly bitter. Just nice and smooth, kind of really well balanced. Um, those are three. I think the our three mainstays. And then we have you know our seasonal, which has won a few awards, which is the cherry chocolate Baltic porter. Mm. Um, it's just a yeah Baltic porter style with um, really fancy chocolate syrup sauce in it and. I believe uh, 150 pounds of cherries in it as well. Wow. Um, other than that, we try to do some uh, rotating for the rest of our tap list. Is uh, we try and keep things rotating. We do have a few sours that we do, uh, mostly kettle sours, Berliner Weisses, um, and a goza. We do the strawberry and lime goza as well. But I like a we good just, goza. We like try that. to. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, we just try to keep those those three to four mainstays, and then kind of filter through whatever you know we're feeling feeling like brewing, and or whatever you know is in the market at the time to sell. Sweet. So then, have you? So some of these, most of these recipes I'm taking were pre-established. No, the brand people knew about these beers with the brand. Have you done anything to tweak the recipes at all to give them your style? Are you pretty locked in on those beers? And then what, what new beers are you planning to bring or have you brought to Rusty Truck? Um, I'm, I'm keeping those uh, those pre-existing beers the same because uh, since we go through point blank for a distributor, um, they want those beers to be as consistent as possible. So I try to try to not play around with those as, as much as I can. Um, and as of right now, because uh, I started in January and, you know, the whole – whole COVID thing hit in March. I really haven't had time to um, set out and plan 
um, what beers or had to make any of my own beers. But you know, with this, with all this time that I've got on my hand, I've got a, a few recipes in the in the works that I want to do. Uh, something new. I want to do a few hazies here and there, you know, to get on that hazy craze because Rusty Truck really <laughs> doesn't have any. Um, uh, I want to try my hand at a coffee Vienna lager and then also a breakfast stout. Bonus. Mm-hmm. Something just Certainly to know. Sorry, though. I interrupted you. Oh, no worries. No, the, he he kind of touched on some of the, que- some of the questions you answered. Um, but I, I, th- I guess my direct question would be is, is how has the COVID-19 affected the brewing schedule, if at all? Um, it has slowed us down to a near halt. Um, since we are mainly draft, um, our distributor isn't picking much up. Uh, at the moment, so it will get maybe one or two kegs out every other week. So it has it has slowed us down a considerable amount. Okay, but that just you know that gives us time to deep clean and rearrange the whole brewery, so make things flow a little bit right. a little bit better when uh, things start picking up again. I saw Vanguard Brewing here in Wilsonville um, just announced today their opening brewing operations tomorrow. Um, which is kind of the, I'm guessing the light at the end of the tunnel is with, you can at least kind of see a faint light. So they want to start priming mm-hmm. the pump with new beer. Um, when do you guys anticipate looking at, uh, again, starting brewing operations again um, and scaling up for the summer and what I think may be a decent seasonal uh, peak with people wanting to get out of their houses and go to the coast eventually? Mm-hmm. Um we we I I do want to do a traditional eight week logger here in the next week or two. Just all depending on you know how long this whole thing lasts. Um, it's always all up in the air. You know, um, you can never really tell until you know the governor or whoever tells us like, okay, you know, we can lift the bands on the stay at home and do this and that and finally get things out out and going. So it's uh as of right now, I'm just, I'm probably just gonna. You know, in in the next week or so, try my hand at a few different loggers just in case if this does last a little bit longer, that they will be perfectly fine in the tanks. Yeah, bonus. Mm-hmm. Cool beans. Well, Jake, I really, really appreciate you uh, making some time for us and talking about Rusty Truck um, and kind of the founding of Rusty Truck and how that's all happened. Um, thank Brian. Brian Whitehead, the owner there, uh, again, for his service to Lincoln City and, uh, again, that Central Coast area, opening a brewery there, which is, again, well-known. Um, again, we, just to remind the listeners, uh, found Rusty Truck within our deck of cards, the Oregon Beer Trail, Aaron Trotter's hand-illustrated playing cards, and we're reminded that Rusty Truck is on the coast um, in Lincoln City, and they have a tap room, and they also have the pizza place, which serves their beers, um, and I believe live music, right, inside the pizza place? Um, the So the pizza parlor, as of right now, is closed. Um, we right. or probably won't open it um, this year, but hopefully next year again. Um, but we still yeah. do have pizzas in the tap house, yes. Okay. And no, so, no yeah, live music, though. That, yeah, it used to be known for live music and, like, kind of a crazy, crazy place to catch some oh. tunes and all that stuff, so... 
But um, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. check out Rusty Truck. And with that, Jacob, we appreciate your time and wish you guys well and uh, wish you good luck, especially going through this COVID and then hopefully coming out the other end stronger. Okay. Yeah, Jason, Gary, thanks for having me. And uh, it was real fun to talk to you guys about beer and, you know, everything that's been going on right now. And uh, I really appreciate you guys doing that for us. <laughs> Cascade Brewing, go say Rosella. Fuck, just kicking me right square in the nuts. <laughs> well, big thanks to Jake Huddle for the interview. That was a crazy good interview. Great interview. Um, awesome guy, awesome story, especially on the heels of John Van Duzer from uh, Boneyard last week. Yes. Where you've got this like guy that's in legendary status as a brewer, deeply in the middle of RPM, hop, some of the hoppy, hoppy beers, the IPAs, that bend scene kind of going on. Yeah. Cut his teeth at Deschutes. And then you go to Rusty Truck with Jake, and he's at Ratchet as a, well, first he's home brewing. And then he's like, yeah, Ratchet is an assistant brewer, breaking his teeth, cutting his teeth, and then makes the jump over to Rusty Truck because he sees the slots open, and now he's the head brewer. Four months ago, he made that jump. Where will this guy be in a decade? Yeah. And what will what mark has he made on the brew scene as a young, up-and-coming brewer? It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it, it's it it's kind of cool that we've had that those two interviews back-to-back like that. Like you were saying, the the kind of proverbial giant in the industry right now and then you're up and coming because the proverbial giant talked about what it takes to to get into the industry and what you need to do and then talking to jake he kind of solidified that of what he's done to try and get in the door as a head brewer well he even talked about the schooling he went to he went and bought oh, the God, big yeah. <laughs> he went big he went to siebel and paid a lot of money for that certification and and it paid off. But, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't just about the certification. No, it's about learning your, your craft. Right. And he had to he had to cut his teeth by racking and cleaning and homebrewing a lot of different batches before somebody would really take a look at them. Right. So, Rusty Truck Brewing, um, check it out. Lincoln City uh, on 101. They, uh, it sounds like the pizza bar or pizza sh- shop is actually closed probably for the remainder of the year. Um, but they got their tap room open, and they're slinging their beers up and down the coast uh, via Point Break, it sounds like. Yeah, and it sounds like they're still slinging pizzas out of the tap house. So yeah. So you can still get that pizza. Um, and then the old Rusty Truck story is always fantastic. I love that one. That uh, was good. Yeah, it was actually quite the fight. If you read the backstory on it, I know he he abbreviated the story probably for the listeners, but... The backstory on that is that truck was sitting there, and the city's like, you're using it as a billboard because it said Rusty Truck Brewing, or maybe it actually said uh, the name of the restaurant on the side of the Rusty Truck. Right. They said, you're using that as a billboard, and that doesn't conform to the sign standard. And so the owner was like, fine. He took the name off the side of the truck and just left it parked there. (laughs) And then they hit him with the parking ordinance. (laughs) Right. And then he's like, Dude, it's in a parking spot. And so he scraped away the sand and the grass, and actually under it was, guess what, a parking spot. Nice. And so he's like, no, it's legally parked. It's legally parked there. Yeah. I mean, fantastic. Like, classic example of the city messing with a business owner. Exactly. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, Brian, I believe, is a lawyer, or at least somehow involved (laughs) with law somehow. That was the wrong guy to pick. Yeah, I mean, don't don't (laughs) screw with that guy. 
I mean, he's just trying to be an entrepreneur, trying to make Lincoln City a little bit better, and uh, you get some jacked-up city councilor that's messing with him. Some bureaucrat that wants to play games. But slinging good beers, I think I was there probably right after they opened, so it's been a while. I, haven't been, I don't frequent Lincoln City a ton. Um, not because I don't like it. It's just because there's so many great places to go to. Yeah. Um, but we certainly need to road trip over there and check it out, my friend. We do. So encourage the listeners, check out Rusty Truck Brewing. Um, again, huge thanks to Jake Huddle for taking time out of your Sunday evening to spend with the Tim Beers. And uh, hats off to you, man. Good luck. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Definitely. All right. So other thoughts on these beers that are sitting here? Yeah, they keep kicking me in the teeth. <laughs> you know, I keep thinking I'm going to go back to one, and it's going to be a little gentler on uh, the next taste. And this uh, Gose Rosola's by Cascade is uh, my favorite, man. This is like this is my beer. They're they're just not backing down on me. It's so the oak, the Myers lemon, the a little bit of salt kick at the end. Yeah, it is a good combo because you, you definitely and distinctly taste every one of those flavors. In Hibiscus. There. Ah. They're, they're very distinct. Yeah. Versus I feel like some of the other ones. It just kind of all runs together. Yeah, the barrel looks okay. I, I like Gose's. If, if you're a listener of the show, you know I'm a kind of a Gose. About this time of year, I'm going salty. He's, he's a Gose's overly stoutish. So what you need to do is you need to make a stout gose. <laughs> well, it's kind of what I thought this dark gose was going to be from uh, Bear Lake. was kind of a th- throw to that, but no. Yeah, I don't think you really can, right? But this Cascade yeah, one you, is kind of dark, yeah, too. Yeah, I don't know. And then there's this... Every- one, of, one of those is like an Imperial, though, is it not? An Imperial? Yeah, I think it's... The Double is, definitely. The Double sitting at... Eight point. One of them actually said Imperial in in their description as you read it. And I'm trying to remember which one that was. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. It's funny. The longer the show goes on, the worse my eyesight gets. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. It has nothing to do with the amount of beer I drink either. <laughs> Blame it on the lighting. Yeah. Blame it on the lighting. The lighting gets worse. That's getting darker outside, yeah, my friend. that's it. That's what it is. All right. Well, let's uh, draw a new card. I got a new card to draw. I'll give you the deck. Again, for the kids at home, we pulled uh, two kilts out of the pile. Out of Sherwood, since they're no longer in existence. And uh, I have done Rusty Trucks. So I have Waltz Brewing on deck. Gary's got Double Mountain and Pelican. I'm going to take that little dark... Card with a flat tail brewing. Flat tail, huh? Flat tail brewing. Ever heard of them? You know, I think we ran into them at a micro brew festival. These son of a guns are out of Corvallis, and uh, that'll actually be another little fun trip. I love these little cluster cities. God, we're hitting we're hitting a lot of like traveling cities, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean that, and that one would be easy to go to. So, uh, not that. Hood River wouldn't be, but they're they're all going to be you hard want, to get to right now. Well, I was thinking you and I and Nichols and on a college campus. That just sounds like jail time. <laughs> 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 that sounds like we're going to have a hard night. It it sounds like the frigging uh, 
a repeat of the Dark Arts Festival. <laughs> well, if we time it right, um, school won't be in session and there could just be a day trip. Well, there you go. Or if we time it wrong, <laughs> school's in session. And, and it's an overnighter. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I don't wake up on somebody's dorm floor, I'm good. <laughs> There's no guarantees. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. So, <laughs> and next thing you know, it's not some hot little college chick next to me. It's Tim with his hand between my ass cheeks again. E- exactly. Yeah. yeah. Great. Hey, Tim, those aren't <laughs> pillows, buddy. <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Get back on the floor, Tim. Yeah. Get back on the floor. On the floor, dude. You brought your sleeping bag for a reason. <sighs> well, what did you brought? Tim's uh, debacle with his homebrew? Yeah. He, he ran out of CO2. Did you ever think you'd hear that ever, that Tim ran out of gas? <laughs> Never thought Tim had run out of gas. Ran out of gas, and then he's panicked. What, what's it going to do to his keg? What's it going to do? He's like, i got to wait till Monday to get it's gas. Like, I don't get it. Dude, just, you're fine. Put some aluminum foil over the top of it. I love the guys at Main Brew. They're like, well, tell your buddy to like come here. Yeah, we got plenty of awesome. gas. We, we have got, plenty of CO2. We got plenty of CO2, Tim. Yeah, he lives in Salem. You just got to... No, don't tell him to come here. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing is, Tim might actually drive all the way up there. Oh, he probably would. Just yeah. to get rid of that, that small amount of oxygen that's going to be in the top of his uh, carboy. I told him to get a straw. <laughs> Suck it out. <laughs> But then there's nothing left in the keg, knowing Tim. No. It'd, it'd all be gone. Yeah. Tim would be passed out overnight. <laughs> I'll just get a straw. Suck out the air, dude. Jamie would be saying, hey, it's, uh, it's a school night. Camden's got school tomorrow, and you're the teacher. Yeah. Hey, he had some constructive criticism for our podcast. He uh, thinks that we shouldn't record in one ear and like do the two-ear recording thing that we do. Huh. Um, he thinks because he uh, has to be able to listen with one headphone that we should uh, change the entire style of our podcast to meet his needs. Well, we already we already knew Tim was kind of nuts. Well, I'm going to throw this out to the listeners. If you think Gary and I should change, then email us and let us know. And yeah. I'm and uh, I'm I'll take the suggestion seriously. If, there, if there's a handful of listeners that email us and say, you know what. It is extra hard to uh, hear your podcast because it, re- it requires they want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, requires two different headphones. Then let us know, but then uh, maybe we'll change the keyword. There was maybe, maybe unlikely. Maybe. Well, but we might. You get enough. I may mock you just like we mocked Tim too. You got the hiccups, dude. <laughs> I do have the hiccups. <laughs> the sours have already hit me hard. <laughs> I fucking hate the hiccups too. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, what else we got? So, uh, the hiccups. <laughs> you're brewing tomorrow. Yeah. I'm, I'm brewing. Oh, my fruit. Yeah. Yeah. So, we did it finally show? Nope. Hasn't shown up yet. What the hell? Yeah. It probably takes a while to like pure it. Maybe they're making like custom order for me. Hey, maybe. Three pounds of uh, pineapple fruit coming your way. Yes. Pureed. Yeah. So, I uh, was reading about this recipe online. Somebody had. Uh, um, come up with what they believe Pano's pineapple Kolsch recipe is. Yeah. And um, it called for pineapple puree. And I was like, where the heck am I going to come up with pineapple puree? When I know in the podcast last week we talked about pineapple juice. Yeah. And maybe even like canned pineapple juice, like on the actual pineapple. Or chunks. 
Um, <laughs> but then I looked a little closer to the recipe, and they actually called, um, pointed towards a place called Oregon Fruit Products, I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and their pineapple puree. So I reached out to them, and uh, or actually I went to their website. And they sell it in, like, huge boxes and stainless steel canisters and, like, crates and, I mean, more than I could ever think about using for homebrewing purposes. Well, sure, yeah. And so then I um, went over and I saw, oh, wait, right at the top of their header it says free samples. Oh. So I click on that and I'm like, hey, free samples. And then it's asking for, like, your business name. and But in fine print it's like, yeah, pick up to three samples and they'll send you between two and four pounds of that. Well, my pineapple cost calls for three pounds. three pounds of pineapple puree. Yeah. So it was like bonus. So I ordered a pineapple puree and a tangerine puree. And then I put down in the comments thing, hey, um, would be interested in paying for these if because uh, I'm going to use them for homebrewing, but the other sizes are too big. Well, within about four minutes, five minutes, I got a call um, from Oregon Fruit Products. Yeah. And they said, hey... We, uh, you're going to use these for homebrewing? Yeah. Hey, if you'll call us out on the podcast, um, pick, pick whatever you want, man. So we're calling you out, Oregon Fruit Products, saying, hey, homebrewers, shop here, man. If you're making a fruit beer, these guys have aseptic fruit products that are great for homebrewers, and you should go there um, and get your fruit products. Very definitely. Not just homebrewers. Maybe even some of your bigger guys that are looking at some of your fruit brews. These guys may be a way to go for your, your bigger bulk. Yeah, they've got canned and frozen specialty products. Again, they do pies for cherries. They do food service type uh, fruit. But we're interested in that home brewing fruit or yeah. brewing fruit. And they have that locked in with a septic fruit product. Which is awesome. So, um, I have... Uh, hopefully coming here very soon pineapple puree and a tangerine puree coming in which is going to be kick ass what were you going to do with the tangerine i'm going to make a tangerine ipa uh, that's going to be fantastic dude I'm, I'm thinking you should do a tangerine wheat no i don't like wheat beers they give me gas dude <laughs> i'm gluten intolerant <laughs> no <laughs> they tim nichols you yeah <laughs> yeah here tim bring your kicker over i'm gonna have plenty here I'm just not a big wheat guy. Like everyone, I'll go through spurts where I like have, like during at a summer picnic, like a bunch of Widmer Hefeweizen with a lemon, or yeah. And then I'm like, I really don't like Hefeweizen. I don't like wheats. Interesting. You know what I'm gonna do? A tangerine IPA. Tangerine IPA. You because I can. Here. Yeah. Sure. And then I'm gonna put like almond extract in it. Oh boy. Why? Don't ruin it. No, that's gonna be fantastic. No. Almonds and tangerine. Those just don't. It sounds like arsenic poison. <laughs> yeah. No, really, though, tangerine IPA, it's going to be good. No almond. But uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking. If you got a better idea of how I should use my tangerine puree, send it to them. Send it to me because uh, I'm open. Maybe I'm going to ruin the IPA with some tangerine. Or maybe ruin the tangerines with IPA. <laughs> with an IPA. So steer me clear if you think you got a better idea. If not, here in about four weeks, I'm brewing a tangerine IPA. So. Oh, boy. And then the cold should be happening very soon. Should be. And the saffron, which I believe we're going to be drinking on next week's podcast the what? episode. The saffron. Oh, boy. <laughs> Lager. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, goody. Yeah. It's coming. It's getting close. Oh, 
Oh, boy. Yeah, you're going to like it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's super, super floral. I got to keep an open mind uh, just because, but I'm not a big, like, curry guy, and that's usually a main ingredient in curries is saffron. Yeah. So we'll see how this plays out. Oh, we'll see how it plays out. I think you're going to be in love with this beer. And you're going to want to take the whole keg home with you. <laughs> just because you want to get rid of it. <laughs> I do think I'm going to... Uh, this could be the beer I put in Crowlers. Contact Jay and Joe. Finally burn my cans. You know you know, it's funny on this? Uh, depending on how floral it stays, this could be a good blending beer. Eh, it could be. Yeah. Maybe it would be a good dumping beer, too. No. We'll see how it goes. No. Well, I don't know. It's been sitting a long time. It, there was only crashing. one good dumping beer, and I don't think you ever... Well, you might have dumped it. Butter that, beer? And and that was the Land O'Lakes Butter Beer. <laughs> yeah. That blue bonnet, dude. That thing was fantastic. <laughs> good old blue bonnet. Yeah, it's a uh, good old dicey to let its finest. Mm, tasty. I think I still have a couple bottles of that sitting around. We should crack one of those open and try that. Well, I was going to say, you could blend that with the... Uh, a butter curry beer? Yeah, you could have <laughs> butter curry, like buttered chicken beer. <laughs> buttered curry beer. <laughs> God, this is incredible. I, this is so complex. I think you're on to something. <laughs> I taste butter. I taste saffron. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Amazing. I'm going to enter that in the state fair, and you know what I'm going to win? Gold, because they're going to be like so jacked up about what it tastes like. They're going to have no clue what hit them. Yeah, try, to, try to critique me on this one. Yeah. So. They call it curry beer. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I think that's all we got for this week's podcast. Um, huge thanks to Jake and Rusty Truck Brewing. Yeah. Um, and Aaron Trotter, thanks for the use of your cards. They are working out magically. Oh, they're working out fantastic. You reached out to Double Mountain, so... I did, so I'm waiting for a response. Hopefully we hear back from them. We'll from them. call them out. Um, thanks to Berlick Brewing, Cascade Brewing, Three Magnus Brewing, and Everybody's Brewing for your sour beers in cans that we were able to consume. Uh, we certainly will rate those on Untapped and uh, and profile them as well on Instagram. So I guess until next week, Tim Beers. Tim Beers. with stupidity. My people have learned to live without it.